Holly G with the Golf Insiders. More of our Masters wrap-up. It's always great to talk to our favorite Golf Insider, Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Dustin Johnson donning the green jacket. Bob, record-setting 20 under par for the Masters 2020. Has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, he uh, was more than deserving and number one player in the world and having a, having a great year. Uh, uh, and and I guess it makes sense that he would win, you know, because um, over the last three, four months, certainly since the res resumption of play, you know, he's been one of the best players, if not the best. You know? So he won uh, – he won the, you know, the BM or the uh, Northern Trust shooting 30 under, lost in the playoff the next week, won the Tour Championship, uh, also won the Travelers, you know, it's a heck of a year, and uh, topped off with a big one. And and we've been, you know been talking a little bit about um, I, you know the fact that I don't think DJ has you know really recently gotten uh, the accolades for you know how well he has you know really worked on his on his total game you know from the driving through the chipping into the putting and um you have a you know great story this week about his relationship with his brother uh who became his caddy and um you know it, it first uh, a lot of people were scratching their heads because he was not a professional caddy but what a duo they have become. A great team and really special to share these moments together. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I had some negativity come my way because of that Dumb and Dumber movie reference, um, which actually, you know, is a true story. You know, I mean, I, I didn't just make that up myself. You know, that was, that was said about them. And it was said in jest, but, you know, there's obviously a kernel of truth when you say that. There was a perception that DJ needed somebody who would be the tough guy, you know, the Steve Williams type personality, someone who would steer him around and, and, and talk him out of things or, or what have you. And instead, you know, he hires his brother who by all accounts, is a good player and knows the game, but didn't really have the caddying uh, chops. And there was a lot of raised eyebrows about that. I mean, you know, there's a reason that, uh, you know, that Tiger hired Joe LaCava away from Dustin several years ago. And, had, you know, he had experienced caddies. Um, it's a hard job to have a relative do. Uh, these days, I mean, it happens, you know, on a fill-in basis from time to time, you know. And, and frankly, Patrick Reed's caddy, um, Kessler Corain, who's his brother-in-law, had to kind of go through the same thing. You know, there was doubt, and uh, you know, obviously, that was sort of, um, uh, you know, put aside when when Patrick won the Masters, and he's obviously won several tournaments. Uh, but same for DJ. You know, he had some slip-ups along the way. Yes, he and did. And people wondered, you know, people wondered, would, it, would, it, would a different caddy have made a difference? And, you know, I think the point of the story is, is that 
they have become a great team. You know, like uh, Austin has learned to become a good caddy. You know, he he does the job very very well. I don't think I don't think Dustin would have him on, on, around if he didn't. So you know, and and so you can see the emotion from Austin at, uh, on the 18th green. You know, he was. Uh, you know, I think he was feeling feeling some vindication, and rightly so. There was a lot of negativity towards them from other players and caddies, from media people. You know, questioned. You know, uh, Dustin not getting it done in the big tournaments, the majors, and now you know all that sort of been put aside. Absolutely, and uh, I think it was uh, his his swing coach uh, Claude Harmon. The third, who said it's been easy for everybody to look at the way DJ plays and just go, well, you know, anybody can caddy for DJ. But anybody that knows what it takes to be a professional caddy on tour these days knows that it's really become, you know, a partnership type of role out there. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're part coach, you're part sports psychologist. You're, you know, you have to sort of read the temperature of the room with your player. You know, is he in a good mood today? Is he in a bad mood? Is he, does he need a pep talk? Um, do you need to just keep quiet? Is he hitting it farther due to adrenaline? You know, do you need to take that into account? You need to remind him of that. Um, you know, there's all sorts of things that go on. And obviously some players rely on their caddy. Um, a lot less. Uh, another factor has been green reading. You know, DJ, what's held him back, I think, at times has been putting. It, when when he doesn't when he doesn't perform at his best, a lot of it has to do with simply being average on the green, not making enough putts. And from what we gather, Austin has come to be a pretty good green reader, and Dustin trusts him and helps him. And you know. That is, it, he could be wrong, but if you trust him and if it helps him mentally, then that's, that's half the battle. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, it, it sounds like it might be easy, uh, but at this level and playing in, in these types of tournaments, to just have somebody who carries the bag, um, you know, it can happen. Guys can do it. Some guys do everything on their own, but, um, you know, they need another voice sometimes, and, and having one that you trust is really important. Absolutely, and, and, and speaking of green reading, uh, you know, Augusta does not allow uh, the books, the, right. the, the green books. And um, so, you know, you, you need to trust your man even more so, especially to read those greens. No doubt, you know, and... And now they had a golf course that was playing different, and the greens were playing different than they ever have, or they ever have for you know for the tournament. Um, I don't think putts were breaking as much. Uh, they were a little less fast, and there was a big adjustment that had to be made. You know, you had to you know the guy, the guys who have actually played there the most were strangely at a little bit of a disadvantage because. Their institutional knowledge, you know, their instincts um, probably hurt them, you know, because, you know, they're used to seeing this putt break this much and, 
and and so they play for that break and they don't get it. And you know the, the ball the ball spun off a lot of greens. You saw that with Tiger on Sunday. Um, you know Tiger's used to hitting shots under those greens that he's trying very hard to get to stick, uh, which is why he plays a ball with a lot of spin and hits the ball with a lot of spin. Well, that wasn't necessary this time. Those greens were soft, and it and it took some some you know some figuring it out and. And it wasn't easy to figure out at times. And as we saw, especially on that second shot Tiger hit on 12, you know, his ball was well on the screen, at least 10, 12 feet. And it came right back off, you know, because he spun it. And he's expecting that ball not to spin that much. Right. So, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it was an interesting uh, dichotomy there. And, and, you know, Dustin's played Augusta numerous times. He could have fallen into some of that. And who knows how much Austin helped him on that. Uh, speaking of Tiger, uh, you write another great story about, um, you know, Tiger and his fight with his body, his game, and his motivation. Where, where do you see Tiger, uh, you know, going into the tournament? I think he was, you know, very reflective of his, of his chances. We had big hopes on Thursday with his, you know, posting a four under and I think the best opening round he, he ever played at Augusta, but that uh, quickly faded with, you know, his being somewhat a victim of the weather and the, you know, uh, long day on Friday. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, um, he, he uh, uh, had a couple of things there that, that went on. Uh, uh, you know, you look back on Thursday, and 68's really the worst he could have shot. Um, he was pretty good that day and probably should have gotten more out of it. You know, he just he had some chances that he missed. Um, then, of course, Friday he was only going to get in the, um, uh, you know, a, a certain number of holes as it worked out. He, always, he got to the, um, you know, he got to the 11th. And unfortunately, you know, he, he, I believe he only played those holes in, in, in even par. Uh, and and then, then he had that break, uh, or, you know, the overnight break. And he's got to come back out first thing in the morning, much colder. Um, you know, he managed to, to get, get it around uh, and, and uh, actually got to, uh, I believe he got to six under, so he was he was like not out of it, you know. Like he he actually had he was actually okay through two rounds, but the, the afternoon round you could tell he was hurting. Um, you know the the remaining, you know trying trying to you know the, the eighteen holes that he had to play for the for the third round on Saturday, and that's where the tournament got away from him. You know he just. You could tell he was bending down to pick up a tee, and he didn't look right, and and uh, trying to get his ball out of the hole. Uh, and, and you know, it's interesting. He, he he birdied those last four holes on Sunday. Seventeen. When he birdied seventeen, that was only his second birdie on a par four. He had birdied number one on Thursday, which was his tenth hole, and never birdied another par four after that. No, so he never birdied three, which is a birdie hole. Yeah. Uh, or should be. 
you know, he never gave himself a great chance to birdie seven, you know, which, you know, can be a, it's not easy, but it can be a pretty hole. Nine was playing easier than ever. Usually plays hard. It didn't play hard this year. You know, no shot. Um, and so, and even 17 and 18, you know, they were they were giving up some numbers, and, and Tiger wasn't able to, you know, he, to, to not birdie any of the, the par uh, four holes, you know, you're not going to be able to do it because you're not going to birdie all the par threes. And uh, obviously, you know, you're hoping to birdie all the par fives, but he didn't do that either. So it's just was kind of, to me that suggested his iron play was off. He wasn't hitting it close enough to give himself enough opportunities. And some of that had to do with just not getting it dialed in with the greens. And another part of it had to do with I think that's been an issue all year. You know, that's, that is the, the still, the strength of Tiger's game is iron play. You know, his strokes gained, uh, you, know, uh, to, you know, to the green is still a very, very good stat for him. But it wasn't as good as it needed to be. You know, when you consider he's got some other issues to make up for. And so there we are, you know. So, you know, even, even if he parred the 12 hole on Sunday, you know, he was going to be way back. And uh, that was a little disappointing for him, I'm sure. Well, and as you said, you know, just his, his will, right? You know, um, after that uh, disappointing 10 on the 12th hole, like you said, instead of sulking, what does Tiger do? Goes back to work. And birdies five of the last six holes, you know. Uh, so there, you know, there are these these moments, right? And yet, it's you know the physical aspects of the body that you know continue to, you know, be as he says. Just there, there are times where, you know, he just can't he can't push through. Uh, his body just doesn't work like it used to. He said. Yeah, and that you know. Therein lies the rub, right? How is he going to, you know, ever be competitive again if this is always an issue? I mean, you know, I guess there was probably going to be a law of diminishing returns with the comeback. For most of 2018, he did not have the physical issues. You know, he played 20 times that year. Unbelievable when you, could, when you throw in the Ryder Cup and everything, 20 times. And, and then in 19, you know, he was decent leading up to the Masters. Not great, but decent. Had some high finishes, won the Masters. And then was terrible the rest of the season. Didn't make the Tour Championship, despite winning the Masters. Somehow found life at the Zozo and the Hero and the, and the uh, President's Cup. And I think it had us all thinking it was just a matter of time before he got number 83. And really, one tournament in the year, it was over. We didn't know that at the time. We figured that the, the pandemic break was going to do him some good. And he actually did look good at that uh, charity event with Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Phil. Uh, but, you know, you look back on it and you go, he, he chooses Memorial for his first tournament back, a pretty hard golf course, without the tournament rep. Then he doesn't play Memphis. He goes to the PGA, which obviously is a major, pretty hard golf course. He played Boston, which was playing easy and did okay. You know, he had one of his best rounds of the year there. 
Then he goes to the BMW, which was playing like the U.S. Open. You know, I mean, it's sort of like you wonder if he will sit down and think about sort of lightening up on his schedule a little bit to play some easier venues because he's, he's making it hard on himself playing these tough tracks all the time uh, and, and, you know, not giving him, you know, especially when he doesn't have the reps. So, um, you know, it's going to be another interesting year. Tiger still has the ability. I mean, you saw it over those last six holes. You know, he, he had a 13-footer for Eagle on 13. He, he was pinned high in two on 15. He had great shots into, into uh, 16 and 18. And he made a putt on 17. You know, so, I mean, that's That's Tiger roaring back after, a, yeah. you know, a major, major, major bogey. <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly. It's, it's there, but he just, he needs to have the health, the health and the ability to work at it so that he can, you know, he can put it to use. So, DJ now has 24 PGA Tour victories, a number surpassed only by Woods, 82 as we know, and Mickelson, 44 among active players. Um, you know, the missing link for a lot of people was the fact that it had been four years since his win at Oakmont, the U.S. Open. Now with this Masters victory and what a year he's put together, Bob, you know, this guy sitting at number one in the world, um, I mean, he's got to be considered on track to be one of, you know, one of the best players in the game. No no question. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's already got a Hall of Fame resume. And if he can get to 30 wins plus, you know, that puts him in really rare company. You know, uh, you know the last guy to do that was BJ, I believe. You know, I think Phil got to 30 before VJ did. And, uh, you know, it's just not going to happen very often anymore. You're not going to see. So I think 20 is going to become the new, you know, mark of incredible career. I mean, Justin Thomas has a great chance to get to 20-plus or even 30. But you look out there, you know, and, and Rory, I still think, does. He's got 18. You know, and he's got plenty of time. But you just look out there and you go, you know, the the best players that we that are in the game today, you know, Brooks has what seven wins total. I think Bryson has seven or eight. Um, you know, uh, Spieth has. Uh, I think Spieth has eleven, but obviously hasn't won now for three years. Just not that easy. So what what BJ's done is really incredible, and he has gotten, he's won like 15 or 16 times in the last six years. Yeah, so, pretty impressive. You know, yeah, pretty prolific winner, and, and no signs of slowing down. I would expect him to be the favorite at the Masters in five months. A- absolutely. Um, so, he his green jacket was a size 42 long. Uh, I know a lot of people have asked me this question, Bob. Do they have a closet in the pro shop with different size green jackets? How do they go about fitting the champion? Yeah, I believe they do have jackets that are different sizes, and it might have been another members that they found. You know, and then he'll get his own that's made and tailored specifically for him. 
but just like for the ceremony. And while he was waiting, there, my guess is, is that they have the jacket done for him to leave with. It's just the one we saw him in with the po- with the photos. Right. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, they they go to the uh, locker room and grab somebody's jacket. <laughs> exactly. I believe that's what they do. You know, they probably ask somebody what's his size, and you know, so they went and found one so that he could put that on, and then. While all that stuff is happening, you know, they're sizing one up. And I remember last year in the aftermath, Tigers didn't, the one that he had, didn't fit quite right. So they measured him uh, when, you know, amid all the stuff afterwards. And then he went back to the old jacket for some of the other interview stuff, and it took 90 minutes, and then they had him, they had him in his jacket to his size. I love it. So, so they said um, you put you mentioned in your story that um, there were about eight hundred Augusta members and their guests, as well as the media, around around the green for the the presentation. You know, they do the TV presentation, right, and then they normally have the uh, presentation outside. You know, with of course all the patrons, um, and uh, you know. DJ really quite emotional, and you mentioned even Tiger welled up when he put the jacket on DJ. We really saw a softer, gentler Tiger last week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we sure did. Tiger, um, you know, I think, you know, Tiger, it was, maybe it was just some sort of revelation that, hey, this could be it. You know, and, and, you know, he had the jacket longer than normal, and, you know, he, he got used to the idea, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think it hit home a little bit, you know, um, you know, I, I mean, and really, like, do many of us really think he's going to win another Masters? I guess maybe that's the major that would be the one he would win. Most if likely, he could right? win another one. Yeah, that, and, you know, possibly the Open. You know, I think the open doesn't require length as much, you know, but, um, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was, I think he, there was some reflection from him last week and, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, it, it, it kind of hit home for him. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people knew the background with DJ growing up just you know, an hour up the road in Columbia. And, you know, we hear this often that, you know, players, when their kids are, you know, practicing those putts for, you know, the, for the master's green jacket. Um, and, you know, for DJ, this was, this was his ultimate goal. Do you think a lot of people knew that? I don't think so. Because he's he's been so he's not been very engaging or or you know talkative about things like that, and he's actually gotten a lot better with the media. 